Hi, I'm Cornell. I'm Glenroy. And I'm Kareem. And welcome to the 50 Podcast, where three hair whipping, heel strutting Jamaican queens talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. Every time it gets better, I tell you, it's like, you know what, I'm not going to get this, sir. It's too early. The podcast just started. <laughs> <laughs> Is it ever too early, Gwenroy? I mean, allow me. <laughs> oh, gosh. So. What keep, what keep week 52 of um, quarantine? Well, um, I'm moving today. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah, so I found this lovely place. I'm um, actually closer to where I work, so I'm alone. Nobody in the office, but yeah, it's really nice. Um, it's a much bigger space, um, and so my hope is to kind of use it as a space to kind of acquire furniture and stuff to kind of create the kind of space that I want, and then hopefully keep that long enough so that wherever I go to next is somewhere I am owning as opposed to renting. So this is my pre-owner. The, the house that you live in before you own somewhere. That's the idea. Okay. Okay, cute. And so, shout out to Anika and Danique who um, helped me pack yesterday because they knew um, that I'm a mess. And so if I was going to pack by myself, although other people were, were, were available to help, but you know, them, they're, them not their fire. So I'm just like, oh, no, I come. And Anika always uh, helped me be critical. She knows I'm a hoarder, even though I don't always admit to it. I end up arguing over it. But yeah, big them up. So two questions. Have you already put in like quarantine, safety distancing type plans for the move? And two, what kind of like vibe aesthetic are you going for in your new apartment? Uh, all right. So what do you mean by safety distancing for the move? Almost- I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how people are moving at this point in time because I feel like you can't, most people can't move by themselves. And so... Well, it says a small number away and we'll wash what I'm after. I'm going to know what else we can do. <laughs> Wear a mask. <laughs> right. What else we can do? So does yeah. she have a name yet? Like, if I guess that, that goes with corners. Like, what is the vibe? Does she have a... Well, all right. So it's so funny because remember with the house of Yamoja, different places have different kind of identities. So it was right. cute because most people live there, even though that's changing rather quickly. There was the farm because of an inside joke. We never really ever named Christie Place. Um, which is which is somewhere, but I decide we had discussed it, and because Yemoja is connected to the River Ogun in Nigeria, we're gonna call my place Castle Ogun. Um, but consistent with kind of how I, I when I first started getting my furniture, the kind of mood I went with, I'm definitely looking for like um, kind of West African kind of paintings and art and, and kind of you know artistic things for for that but that is the vibe well particularly in my bedroom i haven't figured out what i want my living room to be like yet it may be that or it may be something else but i'll let y'all know okay that's somebody that's um wants a picture when it's done yeah mm-hmm. me update so. so how about you cornell and kareem what y'all been up to well, my, I've been feeling increasingly restless. Um, so I'm, I'm a Virgo and I like stress in my calendar and I can't have things in my calendar because there's nothing to do, which is really frustrating. And I can only go on so many walks before I lose my mind. Um, so that's a little bit frustrating. But I mean, as a kind of, I don't know, an attempt at a remedy, um, I bought some underwear and some books um this past week so i'm hoping that makes me feel better but we'll see wait what kind of drugs 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm into, I've been getting into like briefs for the past maybe year or, or so. Well, more so bikini style briefs. I know I have like a lot of friends who are really into drug straps. And I feel like that's just like too much of like ass rubbing against Danny Manstone, and I'm not really a fan of that. Um, maybe, well, it wouldn't really wear the jack straps if walk one way, well, not me. My well, jack- right, not me. My jack straps are for entertainment. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, I'm like, I'm, I'm a nice little French girl. This is not about me. But yeah, that don't matter. That don't bother. So, so oh, many me for us. How has the relationship been in quarantine? Because has it has quarantine actually kind of brought y'all closer together, or has it kind of forced y'all to see like the annoying parts about each other, which is you know has its own benefits and negatives? So what's that been like? I mean, I don't think there's been anyway. I I, I don't know how I'm coming across, but I there I haven't experienced any kind of annoyance or frustration on my end. I might have already said that we fell pretty quickly into a kind of domesticated dynamic. If anything, it's pushed that towards being an old couple. So it's very much like, okay, who's making breakfast? And then we're doing our own shit. And then it's like, okay, well, what do we want for dinner? And then we eat. And then we watch something on Netflix, probably. And then we go to bed. So it's, I mean, it, I, I, I don't know if Kareem has been, well, I, this might be different for Kareem based on his particular living situation. But I think one of the, and I don't want to call it a difficulty per se, but it's like, there's nothing new for us to talk about because we, we aren't able to like do things outside of the, the house per se, right? So it's kind of like, oh, you know, this happened at work or when I went to do this or went to this place or whatever, because that isn't an option at the moment. So um, yeah, it's fine. Say that I don't know for spice, so like I can't do like, yeah, I can't cook the food in the link area, so you have to do it for fun. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even if I was, I would not be sharing that information on the podcast. But, yeah. I, but I mean, I, I am buying underwear for a reason. So, oh, listen, listen, good. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> if we don't get it this season, we need to have prosperity to be this podcast next season. Come and tell us. <laughs> <laughs> we need to forget the answers that we need. <laughs> um, well, so, Kareem. <laughs> <laughs> and prosperity to be notice from now. So it may not just spray it on him. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Go ahead, Karim. I'll pass along I mean, the message. I mean, it's been a weird week. And to Cornell's point, um, there are days I'm just tired of my man. Then there are days I'm just not all up underneath him. And um, a good way that we, a good thing that we do to kind of like pass the time, seeing that we both don't necessarily have new experiences to talk about. Uh, we've been doing a lot of like future planning or just kind of like helping each other through personal growth stuff. So I'm getting ready for the job market again. So I'm like branding myself. And so I'm running ideas by him. And he's also a chef looking to do his own thing. So he's running ideas by me and so on. So that's kind of how we... Um, um, keep things interesting but there are definitely days where I want nothing to do with him and then there are days where I'm just like all up under him and throwing tantrums so he could just stay in bed and cuddle and stuff like that so girl we go through it but I mean on a more like sad note my grandfather passed on Friday mm-hmm. and that has been kind of weird kind of see my mom and my grandmother go through it because my grandmother's in London so she can't go there and she wasn't feeling it at first but apparently this morning my mom was sharing with me that she um she was talking to her and she was you know tearing up because she was saying that she didn't even get to cook him his last meal or you know do the things that she would like to do as a wife 
for him. And she was she would have been there in April. Um, but you know, with all that's going on, she couldn't travel and so she's feeling it even more. So my family's in a weird spot and so am I kind of watching them navigate that. I'm navigating it myself, but we'll get through it. We'll be all right. Um Um just yeah. Kareem, just let your mom know because um, we all love her here, and I know we know she's a she's a lover of the podcast. Our sincerest condolences. Uh, yeah, death is such a difficult thing to deal with, especially in a time like this, where even the way we grieve is constrained by our ongoing realities. So um, I grieve for your family. So my Thank condolences you. and sorry to hear. Yeah, same here. This is also like brand new news to me um, as well. I'm sorry to hear that. Like, are I mean, I don't know where your grandfather um, was, but like, are there people there to kind of like help? I don't know, like in terms of the the process, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he um, he lived in Jamaica and he was living with my aunt and her husband. So they, and my other aunt who's out, who lives out there too. So they've been kind of handling everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think as of right now, we just said that he always said he wanted to be cremated. So um, that's kind of where we are. Like we'll cremate and then later on in the year, perhaps do like a memorial service or something of that sort. So we are pushing mm-hmm. through. Okay, but I'll sure. definitely pass along your messages. Thanks, guys. For sure. Hmm. Oh, Miss Rona. (laughs) Right. Uh, Okay, so today um, we are being joined by members of the House of Emoja. Um, The, you know, uh, some of Gunroy's family members. Um, I think this is also the first and only house in this form that I'm aware of in the Jamaican context. So in a lot of ways, y'all, y'all are being trailblazers. So before I introduce you, yeah, sure. family members, um, they've been houses. They've definitely been houses before. And, and I mean, I think we call, we intentionally call ourselves a house to kind of invoke that Paris is burning post-tradition because I've definitely been inspired by it. Um, however, I mean, there, there have been like crews and groups. I think Chromas is still an, exi- is an existing one as well. And they are mothers and fathers within the, the LGBT community in Jamaica. They just don't use that rubric. So um, mm. we, I think we invoke the term, the, the, the kind of history of houses, but one, they've, they've always been houses and they've always existed. They kind of went on a decline in recent years, but um, notwithstanding, they, they exist also in other forms is what I'm saying. Okay, well, I, I have some more questions about that, but I'm going to let you... Or I guess I'll, I'll let them, the, the, your family members introduce themselves first and then we can kind of get into a conversation. Hi. <laughs> um, before I, I start, um, my condolences, condolences to you, Karim. So I am M. Christy, I'm the aunt of the House of Yumoja, my sister. Um, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Anika Walsh, um, known as Princess Yumoja. Good afternoon. My sincerest of condolences, Kareem. Um, my name is Luna, also called Mario. Um, I'm not really sure as to my title. In, I'm right now in the house, I was a baby, but no, I'm not no longer a baby. <laughs> but, but I'm referred to as a son in the house of Yomoja. Yeah. yeah. So. Hi, everybody. I'm Mix. Um, I'm not really sure my title either, but I guess I'll be the artist or the artisan of the house of Yomoja because I'm always creating things for everybody. But um, yeah, we're gonna have to revamp those titles because that was like what, December 2018. We're gonna have to revamp those titles, okay? That's fine, <laughs> especially considering our membership issues. <laughs> okay, 
Okay. Okay, work. Um, all right. Thank you, everyone, for in introducing yourselves. So I guess to start, and maybe picking off, piggybacking, wait, piggybacking? Sure. Doing that. All of what you don't know I said. <laughs> I, I, I was, because I, I was thinking, you know, before we started recording about the idea of the house and, you know, whether or not it was a kind of brand new thing, but in, in a different case, there have always been like groups of, you know, close friends that um, have a kind of like group identity. So, so I guess I'm wondering, how did you come to the idea of, like, what was your introduction to the idea of a house and like the, then subsequently creating one? I guess what was the, I don't know, the process, the rationale, the motivation for doing something like that? Well, I, I kind of touched a bit on this on the 21 questions, but I mean, mm -hmm. so obviously the name, the, the whole thing of having a house, it definitely comes from Paris is Burning. Um, I mean, I remember watching that documentary some years ago and, and saying some of the experiences that these girls go through and these um, trans women and gay men go through are very symptomatic, or sorry, not symptomatic, are very reminiscent of what a lot of um, LGBT persons in Jamaica go through. Uh, many of them are displaced or have kind of tore relationships with their biological family. And I was very touched by that kind of unit they created. Um, and then I guess throughout my lifetime, I, I'd always played a certain kind of advisory role to different people in my life. And people kind of came to me for advice because of perhaps potentially how they saw me. And um, people assume I have my shit together. I don't know why. Because then they meet me and realize I'm a dysfunctional, but yeah. So, I, so at a certain point, I just decided to create a structure out of um, that, those sets of relationships that I had with different people where I provide a kind of like emotional support and guidance to, hence, you know, having a house. But suffice to say, um, to kind of go back to that point about other houses existing, um, I think there are those friendship circles and then there are friends that are so close that are your family. But then within the community in Jamaica, there's this history of our older member of the community, whether it is older in age or just older in experience, um, coming and saying, oh, you're young, you're new, let me take you under my wing. And I think that, that and the relationship from the get-go is one of mentoring and advising and and um, directing in a certain kind of way. And I think that is closer to what um, what I what the whole system has been um, and what it is now in a different form. Mm -hmm. And if I could just ask one follow-up question um, before Kareem jumps in. Like, how did you come up with, like, the name? Like, what's the meaning behind the name? And was that, like, one person's decision? Or was that kind of, like, a group decision? That was it a conversation, a dialogue? Like, how, how did you get there? So I'll let the others jump in on this one. <laughs> But it was a group decision, but I let the others talk about what the process was like. Well, it was all of us, really, but I think my only real contribution was that I wanted it to be spelled H-A-U-S <laughs> and not H-A-U-S-E. Um, but it was, it was, a very, it was fun um, and it was a learning process for me because I really um, didn't have a lot of knowledge about African um, uh, gods and goddesses and to learn about Whitney and Glenroy, coming on some foolishness. What, the, the Orishas and Yoruba? The Orishas, right, and then something So it was, a, it was a learning experience. And I remember when I, when I suggested um, House of Lepidoptera because, you know, we were all... I was thinking about the transformation from a caterpillar to a butterfly. And then Glenroy said, my drag name, Atira Lepido. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it was it was it was it was even like a long process. And then we, we settled on Emoja because of what she represents as um a water goddess, right? And there was so, there were some other things that I let, let Glenroy clarify. But all in all, the process was us. It was just a fun discussion about the Orishas and learning about the different gods and goddesses in Africa. And then we ended up settling on Emoja. 
Um, so I, I think we, we knew we wanted some god or goddess. We knew it was, it was very that vibe. And I was just, um, I, and, and I also know I did not want to be um, the one that made this kind of top-down decision. I think as a house mother, I know I have a lot of power and within a lot of the relationships. And I don't, I don't want to be overbearing. Um, and so a lot of times I try as best as possible to kind of throw my ideas out there, but don't, don't defend them too stridently <laughs> um, so that it doesn't seem like, oh, you have to accept this. So I was like, yeah, let's do this, but let's try and avoid the European gods and goddesses, whether it's Greek, Roman, Scandinavian. Um, and I was kind of interested in Egyptian, but then I also felt like Egyptian mythos is still... Egypt, Egypt is in Africa, but then it's, it's geopolitically and socioculturally kind of different from certain, I mean, Africa is a continent, but kind of how we think about Egypt in our, and its people in our imagination is fundamentally different from the general population that we think when we just invoke the word Africa um, and, it, and, and its different regions, whether Sub-Saharan and South or Western or Eastern. So I did not want um, um, Egypt, the Egyptian, um, what's the word I'm looking for, pantheon. And so um, I said, oh, let's just look at some Orishas. Here's an idea. And we kind of went through it. And when I saw um, Yemoja, and I, and, uh, I mean, I would keep it, I mean, I look and say, you know, you can't really trust that. But I saw all that um, she represented and the water and the fluidity of the gender identities. I thought, oh, this is actually nice. And also, so Amika has done some research on Yemoja and what she, what she and Christy have been able to find um, is also very interesting. Talk, you can't talk up now, friend. I have to be quiet. So it was after the host came about or the name of the host came about, I've been following the hashtag on Instagram and I think you guys can do this in your spare time. Um, the hashtag Yemoja on Instagram, it led me to a page um, which was Caribbean-based, that give different um, translation to the word Yemoja as it stands and what it means in different Caribbean countries. And it was very interesting to find out that the, the goddess Yemoja in um, the Jamaican context, she's known as the River Mama. And I think it was the last time we met as a family, I was saying it, or I think it was it was a family meeting, but we, we were in one space together and I was saying it to Glenroy that it, being that it wasn't so intentional, it still came back to the place that we saw different things playing in our context. And um, I, me being gender fluid, I really, I really connect with the, um, with the name emoji on different levels. Um, for me, I'm drawn to the water. So it gives, me, it gives me a sense of knowing that I can always come back to my family anytime I'm going through a bad time or whatever. I always go back to some white. Either I'm going to the beach, I'm going to go down the waterfront, I'm going to sit down and just look at the water because it gives me a sense of peace. And as a family, the Yemoja family, that's what I get when I'm going through my hard times. So it was, it was, really, it was really interesting to see that even, in, even though the name came about a very special way, it still had its own context in terms of what the family stood for and what, what it means to me. Nice. So that's... Oh, somebody's going? No, I was just going to say, when, when, when she told me that, oh, this is... Because I did see some, like, translation of Yemoja in different Caribbean contexts. I mean, transatlantic slave trade brought a lot of people who worship Yemoja within our region. Um, and then... But I never saw a Jamaican connection because... I mean, it's not as widely practiced. So like, so with Santeria and, and, and other like Fudan, you would see the kind of representation of Yemoja. Um, but because it's not those... Even though, Obia is criminalized in Jamaica, for example. So that kind of African retention, true religious worship is not as widespread. So to hear that a prominent figure called River Muma 
which is, you know, our Jamaican understanding of that deity was connected with a name that, I, that we, ha- we had come together and chosen. It did feel even more special because it's like, oh, look how, you know, Yemoja means this to us in our Jamaican context. And there's also this thing. So it, it felt even better. Nice. Um, so I wanted to, before we go into a kind of a deeper discussion of what the house and the idea of a house means to each of you, um, I just wanted to get some more clarity on the structure, right? So in determining, and I'm thinking um, of Paris's burning, like, um, what is the House of La Beige? I'm thinking about um, Blanca from, from, um, from Pose, right? So who, who decides or how are the, the rules and standards for the house um, determined? And then I guess while you're thinking about that is also how are the roles designed and divided? So I know that everybody have titles that you, you say you're going to revisit, but how are they designed and then who's responsible for what? But also what is the standard for? So if I wanted to be a part of Yamoja, what are some things that I have to agree on? So it's kind of tricky because I feel like um, the standards aren't, I wouldn't say they aren't set in stone. I think, I think what's, what's more clear is that how you can lose membership as opposed to how you can gain membership. Um, which is straight, which is kind of odd, but um, I think it's just easier to say how I kind of met the di- different people and, and, and how that ended up kind of creating the structure as it was. So, who, oh, that's probably the better question. Mix, were you at that first um, brunch at Tea Tree? I feel like you did, Daddy. Yes, yes, I was. Oh, that's that's, 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 that's like... one of the original members. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, we had the brunch because I was like, okay, I had, te- at the time there was Tevin, there was someone who's no longer in the house, but two people were no longer in the house, I mixed. Um, and having built kind of relationships with each of them, and I, I had also invited Anika and Donit there as well, but they were unavailable. Um, and so I said, okay, you know, let's meet and formalize this thing. And um, four of them showed up and we talked about it and I kind of decided, okay, since I kind of give emotional support and advice and career advice and all of that to these people at different points in time, let me create a formal structure. And so I guess inevitably that made me house mother. Um, and then I met Christy in, in 2018 after a little online spat. Where <laughs> and then um, through our friendship and kind of recognizing shared values, you can't jump in and talk about the spot after Christy. <laughs> you know we're going to talk about it. <laughs> So um recognizing shared values, I said, oh my gosh, I would love. And at the time Christy was kinda once Christy was a baby game, but Christy was <laughs> new to Yeah, but Christy a lot of things I would have expected somebody um who had kind of been in the community for a while to kind of be up on. Christy wasn't, <laughs> but um definitely somebody with a lot of great values. And I felt this could be somebody who could and by the time, then we almost attained Pitney. So um, it was definitely someone I felt, oh, no, but you could definitely help me to kind of create kind of structure and, and help with the guidance of the different members of my family. So um, I kind of wrote Christy in on that as well. So in terms of how rules are developed, me will come up with an idea, Christy come up with an idea, and me, between me and Christy, and to, 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 to a lesser extent, but still Kim, we discuss as so Kim is my other sister, who's the other aunt. And as a trio, we kind of come up with some ideas. And depending on how I feel about whether or not this is a rule that needs to be in place because something is going awry that I feel needs to be corrected, I might say, okay, this is a rule now, or it might be a matter of uh, let's talk about this and let's recognize how um, how we can kind of 
better ourselves by putting this in place. So that's kind of how there's structure. With the titles, um, I kind of thought of titles that matched my, my understanding of where people were and what their passions were. Um, I, I, I've said this to Anika, she, I consider her a princess because you go from a princess to a queen and Anika has a lot of the qualities, I think, of, of a leader. And I feel like she is able to hold a lot of the other children to account and therefore um, kind of like a groom somebody for leadership that, that way with Anika. So that's why she's a princess. Um, but also there are other like titles that are close to that. So like Danique, who kind of, um, she's with Anika a lot. So she, so I feel like they're, they're, that title, Danique's title is also kind of based on that closeness. Um, you know, Christie's aunt, because Chris and, and here are parent, because, you know, Christie's second in command. Um, and then the other titles were kind of based off whether it was your skills, whether it was what your passion was or what, what the key characteristic that defines you. So in terms of like house structure and leadership, there are a few, only a few titles that are connected to that and the rest of them is about kind of individual identity. But when I thought of like, at the time, people who were babies, it was about kind of younger members who like, kind of need more time to acclimate to what it was like to be in the household. I never done that now. Oh, cool, cool. Cornell? Yeah, so I, um, I don't want to, okay. So um, I won't assume what um, folks' lives were like before coming into the house. It might be the very well the case that you were already connected, but I'm trying to get a sense as to how um, being in the house or being a member of the house of Yumoja has, uh, I don't know, bettered, improved, changed, changed your life in terms of perhaps meeting people or affirming your identity or um, feeling like you have a sense of community so would would you be able to to speak to that like what was your kind of day-to-day you know life before and like how has that shifted now that you're a part no not now that you're a member that anybody can answer sure yeah of course well i guess for me um glenroy intervened in my life um when I needed, I needed guidance. Um, for me, things things weren't where I needed it to be. And it was because of lack of guidance. My mom doesn't live in Jamaica. Um, so most of, my, most of my life, I was seen as a barrel baby. Um, I didn't see my mom for some time. I only know some I get new clothes, the latest phone come out, I get it. I get money when I need it. I get everything I want, but I never had somebody there guide me through my doings. And because of that, um, I say Achilles because I still feel like my Achilles but I needed some form of motivation to start my life on a different track because the road that I was going down best belief sir probably I wouldn't be uh, here talking about go again that's a Ucha. yeah the, the road of me that I go down best belief would probably dare talk about my successes because of somebody else probably I don't know probably would ask him whether do drugs or something that shouldn't have been happening and I realized that being a part of this house, it not only allowed me to adopt different values or to see myself in a different way, but to act on those values that was hidden from me or to act on whatever guidance I was getting to be a better person. So now I can safely say, because of the guidance that I have gotten from the house, I'm mean, not just that with Glenroy because when I need some form of support, Glenroy is not the only person in the house that I run to. Christy is always there. And I feel like when I have certain conversations with Glenroy, Christy, the conversations I have with Christy are very much, 
they're, they're more emotional per se, depending on the situation that I have. And for different persons, I can run to different persons for different problems that I have or different things that I need to talk about. And there's always this relief after I've finished having the conversation with them. And I think I'm grateful for that the most. Just the air to listen and just say, okay, if you do this, this is going to happen. So you know you don't do this. So now I'm at a better place in my life. And it's because of the people that I have in my circle or it's because of the family and persons who deliberately make time for me and make time for the growth that has happened. I think I share the same sentiments as Aniko. Like before Ben or I even had that first meeting at Tea Tree, um, I think we were talking before that and I looked for him, looked to him for some form of support or somebody to talk to because um, at that time I was just coming into my own identity um, and thus trying to hone in on my own understanding um, of how things should be or could look like. Um, and I think Glenroy creating this house has surrounded me with persons who have affirmed me, um, which is one of the most important things to me, um, and provided that support and that listening ear um, and that show to cry on when I need it most. So um, I've always been thankful for just the house and what it represents um, and just the people who are in it because they matter to me so much. Uh, for me, um, it's much of what Anika and Mixed have said. Um, Glenn Ryan and I met in 2018, as he said. Um, it was, I mean, a lot, he don't play a, a whole lot based on what Glenn Ryan said, but <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I think I was up. Looking back, I was quite domesticated. Um, I, most of my friends um, before now were either straight per, straight people or closeted gays or not, not really closeted gays, but the gays who did not want to associate themselves with the community. So I, I really did not know much of what was happening inside the community. So I had, I had opinions that were not well informed. Um, I've never had a strong, I've never had strong relations with my biological family, only my mother and a few siblings who I'm now close to, but weren't close to at that time. So when I met Roy. Um, I'm off I'm off, I'm off the table tweets. So <laughs> I was I was going through a thing um in towards the end of 2017 and I started a blog and but just that write whatever come to me. I'm gonna say it any order that come. Whenever you have no filter upon the blog. Um I joined Twitter, well rejoined Twitter at the time and I, I shared a particular blog that was talking about um it wasn't it wasn't about feminism, it was about women and how how um I perceived them to behave in certain situations. And him and Javian <laughs> dragged me for filth on Twitter. Listen. I still talk about it for them to, to this day. Um, <laughs> so J Flag had an event. It was a black tie gala. Um, shortly after that, and I was like, you know, this is this is this is the time for me to actually get out there in the community. I'm really sick and tired of living this positive life when really and truly it's not really fool nobody. So I went to the event and I saw Glenroy and I walked walked up to Glenroy. The bitch rolled right up. <laughs> the bitch rolled right up. If I want to respect more time in that moment. <laughs> She's like, you was talking online. Hi. <laughs> so that happened and, and we became friends. And then, you know, um, he asked me if I wanted to join the house, become a part of this structure. It wasn't a house then. A group of 
um, queer persons who can act as support. And I was like, sure, why not? And then pretty much my life took an upturn. Um, I began to learn about so many things that were affecting the community and so many other things, including um, feminism and what it actually means. And, you know, I, I'm a much better person for that now. And trust me, a child let me through some rough patches because a whole heap of things happened since then. And I don't think I would have weathered those storms as I have if it weren't for the fact that I was a part of this family structure that we have now. And trust me, it even has helped me to be more open with my biological family. I know I'm creating stronger um, ties with them because of how I've been able to interact with these people um, in the house of Imoja. So definitely there's a big, there was a very impactful change in my life since becoming a member. Um, so then, well, for me, um, I met Glenroy in 2017. We have a little bit of a different meeting for others in the house. <laughs> we met because um, Glenroy was my tutor for constitutional law. And at the time, um, I wouldn't say I was out to an extent. Um, it was more like more my friends and peers not really so much other people, although it was assumed, I think. Yeah, it was generally assumed, but I wasn't out. And I didn't, Glenroy, I don't think Glenroy picked up on it until... I didn't. I really uh, didn't. <laughs> I ha- I've always had, I, I don't have a good relationship with my biological family. Well, my immediate, direct biological beside my sibling. Um, I'm good with cousins and other people, but not really so much. I've always had um, other family, though, like in terms, I play, I'm, 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 the, I'm the sports person of the family, I think. Um, I play a lot of sports. Most of them are contact sports or field sports. And we have, we have our own queer families. Like we have our mothers or fathers or whatever. It's, so I've always been very much aware, but um, we were a little different uh, because most of, most of them are lesbians and bisexual women or girls at the time. Um, They were more closed off though. Um, When it comes to sports, I think I love them very much and we're still family and close to this day, but we have a more closed off attitude. Uh, We're not as bold, well, bold in terms of, you know, oh my gosh, now that we're not out or anything. Most of us are now, but it was a more reserved uh, pack-like behavior, as in we stick to ourselves, we don't really like anyone else. Well, not me personally, but that was a whole atmosphere. And for a very long time, I had I was taken away from them. I was isolated um, due to certain things. So it took me a long time to get used to people again, as well as even being around community members. And it was only, I was, so I was very quiet and reserved. And it was only after I was outed, I decided, okay, I'm going to go and push myself. Seeing as this, um, the cat's out of the bag, I'm going to go and try and integrate um, into the happenings within the LGBT spheres. That was kind of very nerve-wracking and disaster initially. And I felt very uncomfortable. But it took some time to get used to it. And then I told Glenroy, I, I didn't, it's not law, wasn't very a comfortable space in which to go and tell. It's, it's not really that space where I felt, you know, breeds a lot of tolerance and acceptance at that moment in time. Um, I told Glenroy, I think the summer, yeah, or when I got out of I think I, I, I encountered Glenroy. I, my hair was colored. Yes, I decided to color my hair in a rainbow. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and fuck. Oh, oh sorry, let me not curse. Uh, 
I'm going to go and um actually my best life and be out seen as a cat out of the bag and um a sort of piss off my already my father um because it was fun and I liked the concept of coloring my hair like that so that's how it came to be and I was I was pretty much very aware of the community and what happened um but Lenroy went and introduced me or made possible um for me to know other members of the host and I, I also started doing stuff with We Change Jamaica and that's when I started with more meeting. It was kind of very awkward for me at first, but then I became more comfortable. I became friends with other members in the house. And uh, I think it was Anika who encouraged me to be a part of the house. But I was like, that's, that sounds nice. And seeing as I was very familiar with Lenroy in an academic as well as the only person in the academic space in which I could interact with um, in such a manner. So yeah, that's how it came to be for me. Okay, wow. Okay, so so we've, You've, you've, you've talked a little bit about what the house means to you um but i'm also imagine i guess i'm trying to like do like a like a segue to some of the more i guess um exciting um fulfilling things that um some of you have done so are there like group dinners group outings to to parties picnic dates um is that a thing that you do Yes. Um, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to say what my two favorites are and then let, let the other members explain it. But the two favorite things I thought we all did was one, when we, well, well one, three, but I wasn't there for one of them because I was abroad. I loved seeing the videos from the Christmas dinner, the one that I didn't get to attend because I was abroad. Um, I'm glad that we did Purim as a family together, because I thought it was, it was very important to me to ensure that um, Luna's faith and heritage was also recognized. Um, Luna is Jewish, by the way. And I, I the hollow, when we all went out for Halloween together, although Anika did vex with me at the time, we, was, we were stunning. I lived for it. I can't talk now. <laughs> Yeah, those those three are definitely in the top for me. I definitely loved our showing out at um, Pride Breakfast Party last year. And yeah, I think I think we do make a concerted effort to do these things as a group. And we just we just live for our life because we know we love the excitement already. So because me and the more careless one, I'm a believer in the, um, nightlife. Um, the Halloween um, party was probably my favorite event. Even though I never talked to most of them, I never talked to none of them. Because while I group up, I want to go buy a Halloween costume without me when it was my idea to go to the party. So I never spoke to any of them. Ooh. We had a dance, and we had a bubbling at the dance as a family, but I still never talked to none of them because I just feel like them should I make an effort to say, um, girl, we are rushing here, so we get the stuff them, coming or not. None of them never did that, so I never talked to any of them. In the country, Here's what it, you could have waited. Come reach back at Kingston early enough. You could have waited. But that definitely... Uh, to, the day before, to the day of, or whatever, sure, we're going to go. It's not a revisit that year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I definitely love that. Um, my second favorite on the list would have to be the introduction of... Well, the house was introduced at Pride, um, Pride Breakfast Party last year. And we officially walked as a host. We were introduced to everybody that was there. And persons gave the host the way to walk in as one of the official hosts here. Because we're still, we're still upset with enough of that. Because <laughs> you want to look at choreography. I don't never. I can't tell the bag of choreography. Yeah. Either dance, <laughs> break, and you can't kill yourself. I can't rip with the bag of choreo, choreo, choreo. Take all the work. Right, me not a choreo girl, me not a broken it girl. But that, <laughs> but that was... But nice. <laughs> yeah. 
but that that was that was very memorable for me um apart from that our little games nights that we do um they're very fun and i'm very grateful for those small stuff too my favorite events i think was we the we, the isle of soca well one of them is the isle of soca of 20 december 20 um not sorry 2018. 2018. i think that's one of my favorite ones because i really enjoyed that out of soca and being around everyone it was very nice um because the liquor was flowing i was drunk as fuck <laughs> there were so many pretty girls um yeah that was just very nice the next and, and that was the same day as the christmas dinner i think yeah it was and it was uh, it was a very nice event it's uh it was my first i think and it was good to experience a christmas dinner because i don't know do christmas um so it, i thought it was an interesting concept because we don't have that at the house we have basically hanukkah but it's not really a big celebration and the next um event that i really liked was uh, i think the breakfast party from last year pride that was amazing it was very nice but it's the first time actually walking with a house and being out there proud or with our family and not having to eat or hide so that was an interesting um experience and seeing everyone um yeah i think those were my two favorite events yeah, I think for me, I'd agree that the breakfast party was great. Um, the thing where everybody came out and put themselves together, holding the just to the men's, everybody face beats, like, yes. like, it was just amazing. And then also the Christmas dinner for me, um, just having that family time, although Glenna wasn't there, um, and just everybody showing their appreciation, appreciation at the end of the year. Um, and sharing your sentiments. And then we had a good time at Isle of Soca after, as Luna said. So I think, yeah, like every time we meet up is just awesome. <laughs> Man, yeah, rewrite history. Every time we meet up is interesting. It's either really good <laughs> or really explosive, <laughs> but it's always interesting. That's true. That's true. That's true. Into, into my, um, my next question because. Like I, I saw that and, and, and well, first of all, I love how like the heart of your moja is a true testament to what you can, like the beautiful things that can happen when you have your chosen family and you have a community rooting for you. And um, at the same, like it's very intimate, but at the same time, it's like this shared experience. Like it's, it's beautiful, right? But I know like with any family and of course, from watching Paris is Burning, from watching Pose, from my own experiences, Families can get very messy, right? And so I'm curious to hear, without hearing anybody's business, um, just some of like major conflicts that might have happened and how you guys kind of navigated that. Because even though, um, <laughs> Me want my nice clothes. I'm want yeah. I want fifteen. I want rush out when it's out of your mojo. Rush out, right? I want look like the, the black sheep. She oh, was. No. She had one of the best outfits. So it's I'm going back by myself, though. I'm right, going right. go back by myself. Right. This one is the communal experience of shopping with my sister. So I'm right there with. I stand. You were willing to shop with her the I next stand, day. I stand. I need coming up business with them. I said no. I <laughs> yeah, you me like and then yeah. Yeah. So, how are we able to move beyond some of the conflicts that have happened? Like, I mean, I see you guys kind of like hitting at some of them, alluding at some of them. 
you can go into detail as much as you want to, but I'm just curious as to how does, when we split, how do we come back? Like, I mean, it doesn't have to be a big split, but mm -hmm. when Mother Glenroy get on nerves, like our mothers do, right? Because Minosa, she must, Minosa she, she, she must bite some on her, as much as it's with love. <coughs> well, I'm not saying, all right, you're right, but you're right, so so much. Like, how do we come back to that point of, you know, we are, we are one? Before them rushing, <laughs> right? I would like to point out, even though I've accepted that I'm more Electra than Blanca most of the time, I would like to point out that most of their issues is with each other. Hardly any of them have issues with me, right? So my role most of the time is to hear out, all, hear out the issues to get, um, that each of them have and try to show each um, the other the individual's perspective. So almost a couple of times, well, me and anybody ever catch up. <laughs> Uh oh, oh it's a no. <laughs> I wish we had that like drag race. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about some of them. I mean, some of the most, one of the funniest fights I ever witnessed in the house. I mean, I'm afraid to call nobody name. Is um the day so it was when I was in London and at the time Renee is no longer a member of the household, but at the time she was still a member of the house. And <laughs> Renee and Bev did I go at it. They were having all of these issues, and so we were calling. So I was calling to check up about everybody. There were actually lots of different beef. Everybody was having a lot of different issues. So I was. So I, what I did was I systematically went through everybody's issues to kind of hear everybody's side. When it reached Renee and Bev, like everybody was actually in the same. Most persons were in the same space. They were just in different rooms on the Skype call, and then at one point. Both Renee and Bev leave them leave the screen that they were on to meet each other on a third party screen and were arguing. It was the funniest shit ever. But that was one of the more explosive um moments in the house. Anybody else wanna bring up anything else? And then we can talk about how for me it was the who did it. Because you have everybody upon them tours for the whole time before you come back at Jamaica and it never dies. <laughs> it never dies. <laughs> because all who never do nothing, they wonder how them do. <laughs> and you can't want to talk about that one, our mix. I'm going to know, I'm going to know, I'm going to know, all right? Because. So, I wake up in the morning to a message. Two messages, actually. So one was in the house, in the house group, and one was a private message from Glenn. And the only thing the message said, whose idea was it? So I said, whose idea was what? She didn't respond, right? The next day, she come back and she send the same message. Whose idea was it? And it go on for about almost a week or more. Every morning, she wake up, she send the message in the group. Whose idea was it? So I say, what me do you know coming? I do not know. As far as you see, any problem with anybody, I call him out on it. So we had to talk about I can't get an explanation. Only for one day, them coming out of the group and them start talking what the problem was. Uh, every girl I try draw themselves out of the situation. And but Anika, the only for the part where you screenshot the, the part. Yes, I, I, was <laughs> the messy. I was a bit messy. I was a bit messy. Right? So let's give some 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 context as little as possible. So essentially, something happened to me, um, and I and and I I was of the view, and I, I Loki still am partially of the view that there was a dark hand behind it. And the owner of that dark hand was in the household. And um, I, it felt like a kind of betrayal. And I mean, my house doesn't have many strict rules, 
but the kind of betraying me is not one of is not anything I stand for. Like I have two very key well, one of the, the cardinal rules is don't mess with each other's exes because that's just messy and I don't want that in my I don't want that messy gay reality in my household period. Um and then you know we have to be and then there's kind of minor rules about communication, talking to each other, but don't betray each other. Don't go behind a person's back and try to harm them. I bet I would rather y'all sit before each other and argue and call each other the worst things um, instead of being messy behind each other's back and causing harm. And I thought that was done to me, but I didn't know who did it. So I decided that I was going to give everybody enough rope to hang themselves. And I, for a week straight, all I said was, so whose idea was it? I know no, but we also heard persons admitting stuff that it wasn't even it. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> let's start there. Confessions were dropping. There was confession we get whenever I say, okay, it's good to know, but this is not what I'm talking about. And so I guess when D-Day finally hit, um, and, and what happened was I think I had the first message I sent, I was I wasn't gonna get in any long conversation because I was finishing up a dissertation. It's when the dissertation done and my sick technique, the measure is to make a terrorize everybody. And and I was saying and what I was doing, I was gonna be like, when I get back to Jamaica, we'll talk about it. But the girls could not take the heat. So <laughs> Well I was completely oblivious as to what was going on. I was just like, okay. As always, as always <laughs> I was like, oh, what kind of drama them start now? I'm like, this is not, I never, I never did any shit. So I just. So Anika had this thing where she was screenshotting when a certain person saw the message, clearly suggesting that I didn't do it. Or them, they were the dark hand. Um, and making a point of saying, oh, so you're the message, but you're not responding. And what I was not going to do was be the person to say, you did this to me. I'm like, no, tell me what you did. Because I wanted to give you the opportunity to be honest and open with me. Anyways, let's just say it ended in an iconic moment. And that will be that on that. Civil care, I'm going to click for this and just left me. <laughs> it ended in another iconic way. There were three powerful voice notes that will go down in history. <laughs> People probably still have the voice note then. Let me send it to you. After I have all of them. I have all of them. If you can't find it, me send it to you. <laughs> Christy's a resident historian. <laughs> But yeah, that was, I mean, how we heal. Um, um, and I'll just say briefly, I mean, I, I do encourage, no matter what is said, that we have a conversation after um, and slowly work through. I mean, I'm in fight with almost everybody, so maybe she's the best person to talk about how she reconciles. I don't feel like I'm a fight with everybody. I just feel like because I always say things as it is, right? Which is not always in a bad way. People always feel like they're for come for me or I come for them. I'm really not. Most of the times, most of the arguments that I have with people is because people don't communicate with me. And that's a major problem with me. And you say what? I don't have a problem with Anika. I appreciate it. Me and Luna have no problem. Karuna talk to me. Luna have a problem. We'll talk it out. But you have the rest of fire kitty them where they also know where they no giant no church. I mean, well, what's in a giant no church? So that's why we always a fair clash head, right? But one way I deal with everything. I, so if I come to you and I'd say I have a problem with how you spoke to me, right? Because really and truly, I have no problem with people who come to people and I make them no services to me. I never like what you do, right? And if I do somebody something, I'm going to apologize. I'm going to expect that from anybody else. If you're my sister, you're doing something wrong. You're supposed to can tell me sorry. But most of the people, them, they don't like, them don't like take account for things that they do. So me and them always are fair got it. And with always going at it, I not always have the nicest words in my mouth. I'm very sorry, right? So I always smash a few girls' corn, right? But after everything is said, we always come back to a place where you say, 
the reason why I said it is because you hurt me this way. How can we fix the hurt? Um, prime example, the other day, me and Bevo put it down real big and real nasty and a lot of things were said. And we might know we're might not as close as we were before, but we have a mutual understanding that we still talk about things. The friendship might not depend on a good path or it's not where it was or where it needs to be, but it's a working process. I apologize for all the nasty things that I come out of my mouth I'm saying, right? She apologized for the things she said and we're moving on from it. Will we ever get to a place where we were before? We're not sure yet, but we are working towards learning person's triggers and not always playing on those triggers because I'm going to trigger my wallet, right? Um, with triggering me, and it's not an excuse, but when you know that somebody not like something, you constantly do it because you have a, have a motive to do it. People are going to show and with not saying you're sorry, people feel even more hurt. So I'm always making a point of duty that I always try to be the bigger person, even though I always be the person for hurt people. I always try my best to mend those friendships that I see valuable. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mix. Because you are kind of like an interesting dynamic because you two are together and are in the house. So uh, perhaps you can talk about conflict resolution from that side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> I think being in a relationship um, and just resolving conflict, I think one of the things that Anika always emphasized, I think she just emphasized a while ago, is communicating. So, you know, we'll fight. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. We'll fight. And it will go sometimes. Not physical. Not physical. Not physical. Well, we trade words. We trade words. But, um, yeah, I think. After when we kind of circled and we cooled on, I'll talk about it after we realized that it wasn't such a big thing. And maybe if we had communicated um, or had that communication about certain things, probably something that had did to trigger her or um, something that I probably said or how I said something, um, then it's resolved easily because I think. Always communication is the first thing that we should emphasize, especially when we're going through conflict and want to resolve conflict. And also listening to each other. I think that's really important. Them don't know over talk to each other, not just them two, yeah. Period. That's that's the main issue. And Christy can jump in on this as well. One of the reasons we fight so much is that them don't know over talk to each other. Right? That's true. And, and it's not resolve conflict most of the time. So a lot of times some simple things are things when they need to get to the way they, they, they got they get to end up getting that way they cause they're not, they're not like them not over to each other no matter how much time I talk. And say, so, you know, say so, well you know really it reached there. So some these sometimes we're just saying, you know what? When the fight starts, when the done me come. But Glenn Ryan, if I understand that sometimes it needs for God so because if it's not God say you won't hear what the problem actually is. Because while them not have no manners and them don't know for talk to people, we still not get to solve the problem because Ali tell me I be at words that I thought my head, right? I will not get to the root of the matter because one most people in this space, even though we rely on people for a lot of um, advice and we speak to people when we're going through a moment, when we talk about problems or holding ourselves accountable for three quarters of the things that we do, we don't. And because of that, it's me and you constantly in our conversation and you know why you're wrong, but you're going to say, girl, I'm wrong. I not entirely feel like I'm wrong. Them look at some of them trigger people, especially when people really innocent for three quarters of the times I am, right? I'm, I mean, let me just defend myself, right? Chris, do you have any 
perspectives on this? Um, not very many. Um, I agree with, with, what, with what Anika just said. Um, there's, a, there's a general lack of people wanting to hold themselves accountable, but you are also very much correct um, in saying that they really don't know how to talk to each other, um, and which is the point where I would disagree with Anika on because most times the conversation really does not have to um, go the way it goes um, when you guys are trying to resolve it to advocacy. So that that's really one of the things, and, and I I really don't know how to um, address that issue because I myself I'm not a very good communicator in most respects especially when it comes down to conflict resolution because I really dislike altercations. I mean, I think, I mean, I think I have the time to I mean, I think it's necessary for the most time when, especially when they think that somebody is a foolishness and it's not worth, it's not worth the effort. So I, ha- I have that to work on personally when it comes to oh, my own methods of conflict resolution. Um, but I would say though, for the most part, we do always find some way to get past the issues that we have, no matter if it blow up big, 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 or I just want to call hush, hush kind of conversation, we always seem to get past the issues that we're having. And Yemoja, I look down for we and I, and I work our magic, because to me, that's the only reason why we can't get past some of them. <laughs> oh, gosh, that is true. So I have a quick question, and I'm, I'm only going there because it was touched on, but how do you handle or navigate... Um, I guess being in a house where two people are dating each other, because usually that's might bring up like some cause for, I don't know, potential conflicts. Like how, how is, has that been a, I don't know, how, how have you, how have you managed that or dealt with that? Um, before the two come in, I think what I, my rule is this when it comes to when um, Anika and Mix have challenges with each other within their relationship. It's understanding that I'm still both of their mothers. So even if, I'm looking at it from a relationship lens and I think this, per, this one is wrong or this one is right. I, I, I make it very clear, you are still my child regardless. So even if you fucked up in this way, you didn't fuck up your way out of my love for you and my care for you. And at the very least, I can still give you a shoulder to cry on while telling you, you need to do better. So that's, that's the premise. That's all. I deal with it as, you know, a mother, but, you know, I have people can't um, Before Anika go, because I, I really, you are a mixed um, session list. Um, just to echo Glenroy's sentiment, it's, it's um, for me, it's ensuring both, uh, both of them know and understand that there's no favorites um, and there's no picking sides. Both of them have an equal shoulder to cry on, as you know, I would put it. And whatever the issue is, it would be looked on in a kind of objective, not kind of, in an objective way um, to ascertain the best way, try and help them to figure out the best way forward. Um, I think I've always appreciated um, Glenroy's being neutral um, whenever me and Anika are going through any conflict. Um, I think, uh, as I already mentioned, communication is always one of the things that we struggle with. Um, and it plays out in our relationship, um, and it's something that we're still working on. Um, but I think Glenroy and Christy both have um, been a listening ear to me, Glenroy especially, because even, especially when me and Annika are going through any conflict, like, possibly we can have a WhatsApp talk, or we meet up. Um, and in some ways, I kind of struggle with being vulnerable, but when I'm around Glenroy, I'm able to feel how I'm feeling and not feel like I should be ashamed about it or um, not feel that way. And it's always that 
support that um, I always rely on um, and always need. So, yeah. I guess for me, it's a bit different because I don't only depend on Glenn's and Christie's. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll probably touch on this for one reason. So I did say I go to different persons in the, the house for different things. Um, depending on how close we are, um, you definitely know the history or my history with some conflicts that I need um, advice for. Um, I remember when we just started um started dating um in 20, 2018 um the dynamic of being Nix's sibling while being um in love with this person it was very it was very confusing and it was because we weren't living together at the time so any chance we we got to be in the same space it was usually with the host and i could see where a lot of persons or a few persons, let me see a few persons, were annoyed with every chance we get to socialize as a family. We were just all into each other. And that, and that, it, 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 it came out in a few conversations that every time we meet up is either we don't have any time for anybody else because of the constraints or because every time I see Nix, we just all, we just want to be all over them or whatever. For the record, me did this. No, me know, me know you never have said otherwise, but one, the girl, you know, said, me did argue with a girl in defense of Anika for this because we did in the same position in life. Yeah. So it moved from a space of knowing, and it's not saying knowing time and place, but facilitating my relationship while being in the same space of, of family um, or being aware that other persons require, you know, some form of attention because really and truly when I was, when I got the chance to be around me, feel like nobody else in the space mattered. And for a lot of persons in the house, I was also forming new relationships with those persons. So I saw it important to learn how to balance that. And I still do. So even now when we try to socialize, we realize, and I don't know if it's because I'm more comfortable because it's been two years since we've been together. So sometimes really just tired of mix. I'm just really want to talk to my friend them sometime when they're around. I'm just not wanting them in my space. But it's to know, it's to know how to balance both my relationship with um with my family being that I'm dating my sibling. I don't know, I'm gonna really like what that sound, but it is what it is. Um and I think because of um, my family, my relationship with Mix is um it's gotten even better because even on our darkest days, um Mama calls Glenn Rife one eleven o'clock at night. If she's up she'll take the call. If she asleep she'll take the call and say, Okay, I'll see you at this time in the morning. It's always something to make me feel better about the situation. Same with Christy. I remember the last time I was going through a really rough patch. Um, we were going through a rough patch in our relationship. And we did have some, we had a few margaritas at Bathy Central, right? And it's because of that conversation, I think, while a lot of things. I don't like that time. Eh? I don't like that. Yeah. Me, you and Christy, we did that Chilitos. And it's because I probably, it's because of that night and the conversation that we had. It made me look at things from different perspectives and set a lot of things in place for our future. And even though Mix wasn't in the, in, in the midst of everything or the conversation that was happening, the advice that I was getting from both Christy and Glenroy, it never one said and it never feel like, oh, this, this happened so you need to leave or this happened for any it was speaking from a place of it was speaking from a place of knowing that this is something that's worth fighting for and at the end of the day the relationship we want to have it matters to both of us and i cannot be one-sided even though probably i that made it one made it one you'll be on my side because of what i was feeling at the moment but it's because 
of the same relationships that I have with family, why my relationship is the way it is, and the strength that comes from my relationship also depends on the strength that I get from my family. Yeah, and I can agree with that. Like, but with everybody in the family, like, I can definitely say when they definitely need support, they don't tell you what you want to hear. Um, it's always something that would make it better or do better. Um, and I think that's continues to support our relationship and keeps the fiber of our relationships together um, within this, this family. Um, as we try to support each other, the family is supporting us always. That's dope. Thanks for sharing that, guys. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think it's wonderful that there are so many, well, I don't know, but it seems like there are so many things that could have threatened um, Yamoja's existence, but you guys persevered above it all. So I'm curious now, like, what's what's next for the house of Yamoja? Um, are we growing? Glenroy, are we giving lessons to other would-be or could-be house mothers about how to structure discipline and maintain order in the house? Like, what are we doing? What What's next? And sorry, if I could just add on really quickly, I, I think part of how I'm thinking about this question, too, is recognizing that sometimes... Like some relations, some relationships last for decades. Um, some are like, you know, necessary and important for a particular point in your time. So I guess it's also about like, is it, is it the case that you're trying to build um, stronger relationships with people or like to expand or like, um, how are you seeing, you know, members of the, the house showing up in your life in different ways later on? Yeah, um, and I think this is a wonderful opportunity for me to kind of also, because I think I've been talking, and it could just be a matter of the questions, but I've been talking from this perspective of just the giver. I mean, every single one of my children has enhanced me as a human being and my sisters in, in very important ways. I mean, Anika affirms me and empowers me and is always there to help me. I remember the day when my ride was canceled for um, to go and visit David's grave. And without even suggesting any kind of I'm coming. And that did so much for me. Like, it was also so proud for me when that, that prison that Luna did, um, was it a, it was a poem, right? She did a, she did a painting and she did a, it was poem. a painting. Yeah. A poem, yeah. Yeah. And just to kind of, I was, just, at that time, Luna wasn't officially a member of the house, but I was just like, go, do it, do it, do it. Um, or even like mixes, painting, mixes work, like, or, oh, you know, what was great that time when Mix was in London and Mix was showing me how to do makeup and kind of just giving me tips and just being around my children and having them kind of help me or whenever Annika does my hair, you know, or that when we're doing the Don't Rush and Danny Kosi and Christy's hair, and like just being in the space affirms me so much and, and just makes me feel good and, and loved. And I, I learned so much from them as they learned from me and I cherish this space a lot and sometimes I really wonder if me I do a good job because sometimes me don't know because sometimes when I add a hearing I'm a lot more if things are passed on but um just this conversation and the fact that Anika Anika has a child who's officially recognized as a, a member of our family um and then there there are like other I mean I know Danica has a child but until me see the pitney I'm, I'm cool with pitney the pitney is not my it's not in my also like it's my my rule so formal introductions have to happen but that aside um just watching my kids pay pay forward is probably the most important thing for me so whether or not you're in the house for years and years to come or whether or not you're in the house for a year two six months 
Um, and membership, membership is always open, um, but it's, membership is very intuitive. Um, and I have to think of, it has to feel right. Um, there's no checklist. It just has to feel right. And then I also bring it, the perspective to, other, to, the, to the sisters. I said, what do you think about this? It has to be right. And if I'm like, hmm. yeah, trust me, I've dodged some bullets with membership. Um, so, yeah. And there, and there are people who've come and gone. And I, I would have hoped that their time with the house um, would have meant something and that they would have grown from it in some way, shape, or form. Um, and I, I think for me going forward, I definitely want to add a little bit more structure. Um, I've been a bit behind with like going over people's budgets and, and, and checking in with people to make sure that they're following their budgets and they're achieving their annual goals. But I want to do more of that, more um, structured things in terms of making sure that people advance forward and people achieve their goals and people don't get distracted. And that's what I want for those. There's room for, for more membership if people are interested, but membership will be based on whether or not I see that you are interested in growing as a person and, and doing better for yourself, whatever it is. I have a, one of my kids is interested in being a porn star. Listen, I'll be like, bitch, what you doing? Are you meeting with people in the industry? Are you getting contacts? How are you coming up with the idea? Like, I'm not going to be judgmental. In, as long as you know, I'm not the illegal. I'm not what, what are you porn star? Huh? Oh, little subtle. So, I'm not going to out my friend. But I'm not they said it's in the group though, so <laughs> them saying in the group several times. Who is that? Not ah wants to be. I don't know. I think I don't know if they're still interested in it. But yeah, we'll get to that. We're not gonna call them the pundits yet. I don't know if them want the world know that yet. But um, yeah. So I'm. I just want whatever your dreams are. I'll be there to support you. But you have to believe in it. And you also have to have a look at the current budget because at the end of the day, I'm a good. He's a poor child. I, I get to come from. I'm have a good name. I mean, I have nobody around me. Remember up. to keep it cute. Keep it cute. That is the rule. Y'all ain't gonna mess up my good name. But that's just the basis of membership. Come with a dream and with a desire, and be willing to put in the work to get that dream and desire. Um, but um, I don't know if I'm expanding. I'm, I'm very much reflective now of membership and process and, and roles. So I don't know where we're going next, but I definitely, I want to keep the good that we have and that we've been able to do and ensure that generations to come benefit from a structure like this. For me, it's just about continuing to hold each other accountable. Um, definitely in more structured ways. So, you know, setting the targets and the goals and following up to ensure people are staying on track. Because I know, know for sure, as much as, oh, my generalized system, no, me need that. And even though being a member of the house and having the kids to, who look up to me for um, that kind of guidance, that, that does help me to stay on track with what I want to achieve. But, you know, that structure is definitely something that we need to definitely work on and implement. So when new members join the host, they come into a structure, well, a more structured framework. Well, for me, um, or what I have in mind is, I hope to become um, probably having more trust in my house. I think I'm the member of the house that's the most paranoid or distrustful, perhaps, of just generally. As well as, um, I look forward to having more opportunities to grow because they have made me grow in ways in which I didn't think I would grow. Because I, I don't think I normally, um, I'm not very open to change, but, but I have. And once Miss Corona has settled down, 
sometime shortly after we get back on track so we can have more opportunities to become closer, spend time with each other and travel perhaps outside. That's what I really look forward to. I look forward to everybody getting their degree. Um, Glenn have a master's, Christy has a master's, so they've already set the tone for um, the other members who don't. Um, so Almost have a master's, darling. Almost. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Jesus Christ. But we are manifest and speak it into being. <laughs> so it's getting everybody wild because fun and games is 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 forever but um it's good to be all to also be professional and have having an education it it, it pays off um and that also opens a lot of doors a lot of other doors um for persons like us um there's this stigma um around um queer people or trans identified persons where it comes on to education and i really hope that family can rise above those stigma um, the different stigmas that um, are associated with the community so that's that's part of my wish for the community um, for the for the for, for the family rather and for just maintaining being fashion forward and looking nice and you know changing a lot of narratives and occupying a lot of space yes 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 yeah, for me, I want us to continue taking up space as much as possible um, and continue paying it forward because we have such an important role in setting an example for generations to come. And trust me, a lot of persons have been looking on and are looking at us to be that example within the community. Um, so that's what I want for the House of Emoja, for us to pay forward and teach the children. We heard from everybody. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was expecting, but I was getting lost in my bed. Um, I think this is great. This, oh, so I mean, it was a wonderful discussion, he, um, a wonderful conversation hearing from the house of the legendary house of <laughs> the iconic house of Yemoja. Um, I want to personally say thank you guys for the work that you do. Um, even by just forming your family unit, I think you serve as like a great example of what really can happen. Oh, before we go, before I go, before I go, sorry, I forgot. Uh-huh. This is actually really important because in terms of how I think about family, the reason why, so one of, when I was at, when I was doing my master's, I did one of my essays, one of my term papers on um, querying family law in Jamaica, um, which is the idea of, um, well, you know, for people who study query theory about kind of, removing some of the strictures and labels around family law because in the Jamaican context, it's very heteronormative. And the idea was to kind of look at opportunities to queer family law so that all kinds of structures um, can be recognized under family law because I think about members of our family who don't necessarily have biological parents for one reason or another and what, what, what happens to them in the case of anything. Um, and so, and what kind of legal obligations exist around their care once they get old or sick or something like that. So. Um, if anything, the House of Yemoja has inspired me to do both academic and activist work around changing conversation around family law, beyond just recognizing the gay version of, of straight people's unions, but changing how we see unions and family to be more about our family, which is a family of care, um, and providing legal support to that. So I just want to shout out all the family members who inspire me to think to also shift how I do my advocacy. And I mean, and again, I, I don't know, I don't really know the, the details in terms of the legal stuff, but I imagine uh, changing some of the laws around definitions of family would also benefit people who don't actively consider themselves square because one of the 
I mean, at least in some of the, the Black queer studies literature, the argument is that most Black familial formations are already queer because most of your families fit outside of the kind of nuclear model format in the first place. Exactly. So even, so even when I was thinking about queer family, I didn't think about just queer families. I think about how in Jamaican context, we've always had people taking care of people in their families that legally there is no obligation to continue to take care of them. So I think about even in my own immediate family, there's a member of our household who legally we have no obligation to take care of, but we, she, she's considered a part of our household. And I think it's important that those structures that have been in our cultures for time immemorial be recognized. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we're wrapping up, wrapping up right now, but I also wanted to say thank you to everyone who showed up today. Um, I've been thinking a lot during, you know, throughout the entire conversation about, I mean, because I, I think I typically think about this idea of, of chosen family, but I really appreciate the kind of intentionality that you have all cultivated in being there for each other and keeping each other accountable. And I mean, Glenroy has already had multiple compliments thrown at him today, but I think the work that you're doing, you know, not just in your professional life, but like the work that you're doing in kind of your your personal life for the people that are around you is super important. And I think it is necessary and i hope that and i mean as you said you know people are already out there cultivating um similar kinds of spaces but i think it's important for young queer people out there to know that um these kinds of families exist particularly in circumstances where their quote-unquote biological family isn't on board with who they are thank you love mm. so karim you're not close <laughs> So, I mean, I think this is... Where's it? Where's it? Come for me. Come for me, I guess. Oh, come on. Let's make Anika get it up for me. Because, like, I stand with... I mean, I put that on a T-shirt. And now I mistreat my friend Anika. Anika, we're talking after you. Because we don't understand. We don't understand. We're not going to pick up now. Anyways, um... One, oh, that was, was my thing. Sorry. A wonderful Kiki. Where's the panel? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, come on. This was a wonderful Kiki with the family. Um, I mean, I put in my application for being extended unseen. I don't know how, that's going to work, how that might work, but we will see how that goes. Um, thank you, guys, for joining us, listeners. As always, thank you for your diligence. Thank you for your commitment to the Fish Tea Podcast. Follow us um, on all platforms at Fish Tea Podcast. And if you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions for future episodes, please email them to fishtpodcast at gmail.com. Our run up in our DMs because we respond to those as well. As always, be safe, be well, and more importantly, stay sophisticated. Bye. Bye. Bye.